Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible, and with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now and a free month. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. Pretty simple stuff there, and I gotta be honest, guys, uh, I'm feeling pretty excited about this show tonight. Not only do we have some good stuff to talk about, but we have our first actual game preview. We are out of the preseason. The Rams ended the preseason two and two, and I don't already. I already forgot what the what the scores of those games were. I know that they lost real bad, and then the two games they won were pretty close. That's what I know. What I also know is that that's all over now and is definitely irrelevant now. It was already pretty irrelevant, the scores of those games, but now it's especially irrelevant because everybody's 0-0. Zero and zero. We're heading into week one. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about that game, but first I want to talk about a little bit of news surrounding the Rams. First, the Rams today have waived Isaiah Johnson safety. It is the fifth when I'm recording this, so it was on Wednesday that Isaiah Johnson has been released. From He has been with the Rams from 2016 to almost present, considering he is now being waived. He has one career tackle, and really he bounced between the active roster and the practice, practice squad, and he was lift, listed on the depth chart that was released this week as the third strong safety. So not really a huge surprise, but that is a name that I did not expect it to see cut. Uh, next up, we have the Donald deal. I know that it's kind of been some time, and... You know, this was done on, on Friday, and I'm now talking to you guys on Wednesday, so you guys all know the deal. Six year, 135, and, uh, or, yes, and 87, 87 million guaranteed, 40 million on a signing bonus there. I, I was pretty much bragging a lot because I was back in, in March on the Sheriff Joe Bags Facebook page. I, I had a post on there that was asking for fans' guesses of what Aaron Donald's deal is going to look like. And my answer was, I'm going to guess about six years, $136 million, or in that neighborhood. And the official deal, six years, 135 Aaron Donald was the highest paid defender of all time. That was until about 24 hours later when Khalil Mack was dealt to the Bears and signed a six-year, $141 million deal with 90 guaranteed. So Aaron Donald, was he got what he wanted. But it only lasted 24 hours, so uh, we, he's still back, which is the most important part of that. Uh, we'll talk about some. Uh, let's see, we'll talk about some depth chart news. Just uh, just some quick little tidbits for you guys. Nothing too crazy here. 
Uh, John Kelly is officially listed as the fourth running back heading into week one. We'll see if anything changes on that. I'm not sure it's going to change this week, but maybe it could change next week. We'll kind of keep an eye on that as we go forward. Corey Littleton is officially your second starting inside linebacker next to Mark Barron. And for those of you that listen to me all the time, you guys know the second that the Alec Ogletree trade was made, Corey Littleton was who I pegged as uh, the guy who I thought was going to become the starter. And uh, Sean Mannion is listed as your backup quarterback, your QB2, as it were. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and we're, we're going to talk about this game. We got this We got this Raiders game coming up, this, the Rams and the Raiders. This game will be played on Monday night at 7.20 p.m. That's Los Angeles time. This game is going to be on ESPN, so if you have ESPN... You're going to be able to watch this game, which is good news. It's the final game of week one, so we will have to watch 30 other teams play before we get to see our boys play. But it's all going to be worth it, you know? I think sometimes the, the wait makes it even even better. Not this case, though. I'm going to say not in this case. this case, the, uh, the waiting sucks, and it's not very fun. But this game is uh, obviously Monday in Oakland. Uh, in Oakland on that day is a high of 74, but around 67 for kickoff, 2% chance of precipitation, and 63% humidity with winds at about 13 miles per hour. For any of you guys making the trip, I do know I have some listeners that are going to be making that trip. So uh, I don't know, maybe 67 degrees for you California people, maybe bundle up. I mean, it's it's what maybe it's about there right now. I would say it's about it's 68 right now and I'm in a long sleeve. So maybe maybe I'm being a little rude. So <laughs> my bad. The line has opened with the it was even. It was a pick 'em. Uh but now the Rams are favored by 4 points. So for you betters out there, Rams by 4 right now. If you think that they can cover that, then make make the bet. All right. Uh history of these these two teams playing together. The Raiders hold the all-time series lead at 8-5, and five, but the Rams have run the most recent game. That was back in St. Louis in 2014, 52-0. I think we all remember that game. It was, a, it was a great day to be a Rams fan, that's for sure. And then I think, what was it, the next week we shut out the Redskins, was it, if I'm not mistaken? Two shutouts in a row, which was pretty fun to watch. Last time the Raiders played the L.A. Rams, they were the L.A. Raiders, and that game was a 20-17 to 17 win for the Raiders. Back in, I believe that was 94. The longest streak for the Raiders is three games. They've done that twice between 79 and 85 and then between 91 and 97. The longest streak the Rams have had was two wins where they won against the Raiders in 2002 and in 2006. The first game between these two was October 29th of 1972. The LA Rams at the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders did win that one 17 to 45. What to watch in this game, and this this part's going to seem a little interesting just because this is the first one of the year. Uh, so what to watch? The Rams offense. Will not playing in any preseason games make this offense start slow? That's a question that I think a lot of fans have, but I'm not overly concerned about this. I'm more interested. I think I've said that before. I'm not as concerned that sitting our starters in preseason is going to hurt us. I'm just more interested to see how it plays out. Even if they don't play well, I mean, eventually they are going to get into their groove and be okay, but is it going to lead to a slow start? That's what I'm watching for. Rams defense will barely playing preseason games lead to a slow start, so very similar to the offense, but this number one defense only saw, what was it, seven snaps, something like that. It was a very, very low number, and that was in, I believe, week three of the preseason, so... You know, there's a lot of new names on the on the, the defensive side of the football. Of course, Aqib Tlaib, Marcus Peters, uh, and then the linebackers are very different. We're going to be starting Samson Abukam, Corey Littleton, and Matt Longacre, all who were not starters last year. All will be replacing guys like Robert Quinn, Alec Ogletree, and Connor Barwin, none of who are with the team anymore. And then, of course, up front, you have Ndamukong Sue now playing that nose tackle role, while Michael Brockers will be a defensive end along with Aaron Donald, who will be on the other side of the defensive end. So, I mean, all signs point to this defense and this offense, just the whole team in general, being very good. But I'm trying to temper my expectations a little bit because I feel like this Rams team is so powerful, so potent, that I, I feel like I'm almost getting caught in like a little bit of a trap here where they're I'm, I'm thinking they're going to do too good. 
So we'll see, I guess, but I'm trying to temper my expectations. The last time the the Raiders played... Oh, wait, I already did all of that. Uh, McVay's play calling, that's what we're going to watch also. Uh, strong in 2017, but also inconsistent in 2017. Can McVay learn from his mistakes and make the Rams offense even more powerful this season? That's my question to all you guys. And you guys can feel free to answer any of these questions on your own. You can tweet me, uh, you can message me, you can post on the Rams Showcase Facebook wall, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and I love interacting, so I will get back to you. So, uh, strong but at times inconsistent. So, really what that means is you, you take a look at the Vikings game last year. The Rams kept trying to run this zone read, uh, or this zone run scheme, and it just wasn't getting anything done. And every time they ran the trap, that was doing really well. So McVay didn't see that in the game. I'm hoping that he sees stuff like that during the game this year instead of after the game. Uh, so trying to get some more consistencies there. And a big part of the, con- the consistency that I'm speaking of is the fact that the Rams lost three, three of their five losses last year were against non-playoff teams. And of course, that was the 49ers in week 17, but no one really counts that. Real Rams fans don't really count that loss. And it's kind of kind of an interesting situation considering everything but uh, and then of course the Seahawks early uh, the Rams did lose lose that game and then what was the final one to the Redskins in week two that they, they lost so I want to see some more consistency beating the teams that you're supposed to beat uh, is really what I'm looking for this year and that's that's kind of part of the growth of Sean McVay can he continue to grow in his play calling in his game planning uh, and become one of those top tier coaches I think he's an awesome coach I'm not saying he's a terrible coach by any means but I'm looking for him to progress from year one to two for sure. Uh, who is Jared Goff? That's my next question for you guys. Is the 2016 Jared Goff the real Goff or is the 2017 Goff the real Goff? Will the real Jared Goff please stand up? Because I just want to know if it's going to be the 2016 Goff, we need to know that immediately. First of all, I don't think that's the case because uh, Goff, I mean, even in his poor games in 2017, he didn't look anything like he did in 2016. So I don't think that's the case, but I am really interested to see. He's had two very, very different looking seasons. So I'm interested to see what he comes in and does this year. Who is Goff's go-to receiver when under pressure? Last year we saw it was Robert Woods. Is a guy like Cooper Cup, who's now been here for a full year, uh, going to, to fill that role and be kind of like the go-to guy for Goff? Or is it going to be somebody like Brandon Cooks? We didn't know that Robert Woods was going to have really his best year of his NFL career last year. We kind of did, just didn't know. We didn't know what to expect from Robert Woods. Turns out, Robert Woods is pretty good. So, Brandon Cooks is pretty good too, and I think Jared Goff knows that. But we're going to have to wait and see, because it might be Higby. It might be maybe Reynolds. You know, we never know. Maybe Everett. Some of these guys that come in and maybe aren't at the very top of the depth chart or anything that could come in and just be kind of his safety blanket. I think it's going to be Woods, but we'll see because there are a lot of weapons on this team. Uh, Wade Phillips has a history of making the playoffs in his first year when he goes to a new team and then not making the playoffs after that. His last five or six teams or so, uh, that does include the Denver Broncos, that does include the Houston Texans, it does include the Dallas Cowboys and the Chargers back when they were in San Diego, of course. Uh, can he stop the trend and lead the Rams to a playoffs for a second straight season? I will say that uh, Wade Phillips, this this is a trend, and you know, I think my dad was the first one to bring it to my attention, uh, and it is very interesting. It's very interesting that he has a lot of trouble you know, after year one, that year one he, he seems really good, but I don't think that that's necessarily going to happen this year, and for one major reason, and that's because the Rams' personnel on defense got so much better. Alec Ogletree really had no business playing inside linebacker in a 3-4, whereas, you know, Robert Quinn also had no business being a stand-up linebacker. So he's now got more of his players. Of course, we don't really know what to expect from, from the linebacker position and everything, but he's got his players now. And last year, the Rams weren't able to put two corners on one-on-one coverage on the outside and then mix up the blitzes because they just didn't have the personnel to do it. Trumaine Johnson was was good enough to do it, but that was about it. Didn't have another player that could do something like that. So now with Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, maybe this could be something very exciting. I'm very excited for the defense. I did pick him up in my fantasy league. Um, we'll talk about fantasy fantasy team names uh, because there there is a few good ones. I asked my Facebook friends what is their Rams-related team names, and 
we'll talk about that. I'll get into that actually after the break. Um, let me see here. Jostradamus time. All right. So this is my Jostradamus segment, and I haven't done this in, in quite a while. I'm not really big on predictions. I just want to watch and see what happens. That's it's kind of been more my style of of waiting to see what happens and then reacting to that, analyzing that, instead of guessing what I think is going to happen. But I, I put together a few things for you guys here, uh, and we're going to take a look at some guesses that I'm going to make for this upcoming season. So let's start with the big one, season record. What do I think the Rams are going to do this year win-wise? I'm going with an identical record to last season and say that the Rams end 11-5. and five. And that's not to say that I don't think that the Rams are talented enough to win more. I just really want to see this team play more consistent. That's a word I'm going to use a lot over the next probably probably like eight weeks or so is consistency. And we're going to see kind of how this team is growing in that regard. But I'm going with 11 and 5. Uh, and mainly that is based on the fact that I think there's going to be maybe a game or two that the Rams should not lose. But they do, and that's not necessarily saying that we're a bad team or anything. I just that just happens sometimes. So, uh, Goff touchdown passes. This one I'm going I'm going a little bold on this one. I'm going with 33. I'm going to say that Goff throws 33 touchdowns, and a big part of that is same five offensive linemen starting from last year. Of course, not for the first two weeks as Jamon Brown is suspended. Austin Blythe will take that spot, but. I think with only changing one offensive starter from last year, and that's going from Sammy Watkins to Brandon Cooks, I feel good about what Goff can do this year. I'm going to say 33 touchdowns. Gurley all-purpose yards. I'm going to go 2,050. I was kind of specific, but for some reason, I just couldn't get away from that number. I went like just a little higher, like record-breaking status, and I just couldn't do it, so I had to. I reined it in, and I was at like 1,800, and I was like, that's not right. He's going to rush for 1,000, and he might be able to catch for 1,000. We don't know. So I felt like 2,050 was a, was a good, clean number for Todd Gurley. Leading receiver, yards-wise, this is what I'm looking at here. I'm going with Robert Woods. I'm going to say Robert Woods is the Rams' leading receiver with 1,150 yards, give or take, like 12 yards. i got to give myself a little bit of a cushion. I can't nail it exactly. That's not how Joe Stradamus works. You guys heard about the Aaron Donald contract. You can't get too, can't get too close. And people are going to start asking you to pick their lottery numbers. Most receiving touchdowns. This one I'm giving to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is a red zone target for the Rams. And of course, they do have guys like Tyler Higby who are also red zone targets. But I think Cup is the, I think he's the one that's going to, going to break that. I'm going with eight. I feel like it's a, maybe a little bit low, but I also feel like this ball is going to get spread around a lot. So 33 touchdowns total for Goff. Eight of them going to Cooper Cup. I don't think that that's absurd. Most sacks on the team. I'm giving this one to Samson Abukam. Dude's been working his tail off. He played in all preseason games. He was the only starter for the Rams to play in all the preseason games. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say that Samson Abukam gets to nine. And that's not an overwhelmingly massive number. But when you look at the guys that the Rams have on the defensive side, so, uh, you know, you got Aaron Donald and, and Michael Brockers who are going to be on the outside, and then Dominican Sue on the inside as far as the line goes. Those guys are going to take a lot of pressure. Michael Brockers has been known in the last few years to be the guy who takes on the double teams. Now, who do you double team if you're a defense or if you're an offensive line? Do you double team Brockers? Do you double team Sue? Do you double team Donald? Pick your poison because if you double team one of them, the other two are probably going to get free. If you double team two of them, at least that one's going to get free. And what that means also is any other blitzers are going to be pretty much free runners, at least at some points without the back. Uh, blocking out of the backfield or anything like that, I mean, you're going to have some some guys coming in free. And Samson Abukam is the guy I think is going to be a big beneficiary of that. Most interceptions, I'm giving Marcus Peters seven for the Rams. And I don't know how you guys feel about that. I feel like some of you guys think I'm low there, but we'll we'll see. I'm going with seven and the leader of the Rams in interceptions, Marcus Peters. I'm more, I'm way more excited for Marcus Peters than I am for Akeem Tlaib, guys. And that's nothing against... Akib Tlaib. I mean, I've never really been a fan of Akib Tlaib and his personality, but now that he's a Ram, I'm, I mean, he has my full support. Uh, once he's not a Ram, I'll probably just go back to the way I was feeling about him. But as he's here now, hey, he's got all my support. I hope he does awesome. Uh, but Marcus Peters, I think he's just being a younger guy who hasn't yet, I think, reached his potential. 
and now playing under Wade Phillips, I think it's a good sign for, for Marcus Peters. So I'm going to go seven picks. And then here are my, uh, my, my bolder predictions. And I'm going to say that Greg Zuerlein, who was on pace to break the single season scoring record last year before getting hurt in week 14, I'm going to say he does it this year. I'm going to say he turns it around and breaks the single season points record this season that is currently held by former Charger LaDainian Tomlinson. Uh, my next bold prick, bold prediction here is going to go to Todd Gurley. I'm going to say he wins MVP. And apparently that's a bold pick because last year I think he was easily the MVP, um, depending on whatever your definition of the MVP is, because of course that's different for everybody. Is it the guy who puts up the best stats? Is it the guy who uh, his team relies on the most to do what they're doing? Is it the guy who is just the strongest leader? Uh, it, there's so many things that go into MVP and what don't go into MVP apparently because uh, Todd Gurley, I think, was more than deserving of winning it last year. And what was it? It was like 48 to 2 or something. So, like, he didn't even come close. He really didn't come close, even though he got second in voting. Ugh, it's a frustrating time for me. Anyway, my next, my last uh, bold prediction here is going to go to Marcus Peters. I'm going to say he leads the league in defensive touchdowns. Marcus Peters is an aggressive corner, and I think that this defense is set up really nice to have Marcus Peters get some pick sixes. It's going to be awesome stuff. And of course, with Aqib Tlaib on that side, is who do you throw to? Who do you throw against? Where do you go? I, it's a solid question. Solid questions all around. Uh, let's see here. I want to take a look at the rest of the West before I get into our week one contest. This is going to be a little bit of a different thing this week uh, with the contest, but... Yeah, I, th- I think you guys will be okay. I think you guys are going to be able to handle this one. So first of all, rest of the West, the Seattle Seahawks safety Earl Thomas will report to the team today. This is Wednesday, um, but it's under the understanding that this is his final year with the with the Seahawks and this final year playing in Seattle. Of course, the the news did release today that the Cowboys upped their offer to the Seahawks as a second round pick is what they offered for uh, for the safety, but. Ultimately, the Seahawks said no, and Earl Thomas said, fine, I'll play for you one more year, and then I'm out. I'm out of here. So uh, last season for Earl Thomas playing with the Seahawks. And, I mean, he's going to sign with the Cowboys. I mean, that's just, if he goes, he if he's got his pick and he's going to be a free agent, then he's just going to sign with Dallas. So I don't want to hear anybody, we should get him. Just rein those in, all right? No, we should not, because... He's going to go for the Cowboys. I think that's just clear. Uh, the Cardinals have officially renamed their stadium. It is no longer University of Phoenix Stadium. Now it is called State Farm Field. I might have to update some of my graphics on that one based on uh, those, those ones I do. I do them every year now. The the like the, the game preview kind of posts or whatever. And I, I don't have State Farm Field on there. That's for sure. So maybe I'll edit those. Maybe I won't. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And 49ers, with Jarek McKinnon lost for the season with a torn ACL, the 49ers don't really know if Alfred Morris or Matt Breida will be the ones getting the carries. It looks like like they're going to do kind of a split carry thing. The 49ers are covered pretty heavily in week one, so most of the country gets to see the 49ers. I'm going to watch this game and mainly, mainly is like a, like a, a behind enemy lines kind of thing. I'm going to be watching watching with my sunglasses on, <laughs> kind of just in the back taking notes kind of thing. Uh, but I'm interested to see who who is the one getting it done. It's it's looking like Alfred Morris, but I wouldn't count out Matt Breida for sure. All right, let's do this contest. I did want to go over, first of all, the contest rules. Um, I will be making a commercial for these so I don't have to say it every week. Uh, this is a commercial will just be posted into the show. It won't be this week. Uh, but I, I will do that and get that put in for next week's episode. So new contest rules, one win per person every four Rams games. So basically once a month you can win. And this comes because the same like three people were winning a lot. And I don't know why exactly. Maybe they just know their stuff. Maybe maybe there's some some hidden stuff that I don't know about. But one win per person every four Rams games. And I do keep track of these things. Uh, no substitutions will be made. Well, what you win is what you win. 
Ram Showcase has the right to publicize winners' names, voices, and or pictures. So if you guys do not want your names publicized, your voices, uh, if it happens to be maybe a call-in or or any pictures, then uh, don't even enter. Don't answer the questions because I have the right to do that. And uh, no Sports War Radio employees, affiliates, advertisers, or members of competing podcasts are eligible to win. Ram Showcase has the right to change these rules at any time, and all decisions by made by Ram Showcase are final. Now, we got through the business end. Now let's get to the party end, all right? Contest time. I just wrote this out. I'm just going to read it verbatim. This is what I wrote on uh, for, for the contest. Correctly guess who will score the Rams' first touchdown of 2018. Just name one player. Everyone gets one vote. Tweet, comment, or message any of the Rams sh- Showcase or so- Sheriff Joe Bag's social media pages to enter. Submissions posted after kickoff will not be accepted. Of the correct guesses, a winner will be selected at random. If no one wins, the prize will be added to next re- the following week, week two's Ram Showcase Facebook Live. Okay, so that'll be for week two. Um, so this is it's pretty simple. You just give me a name of a Rams player who you think is going to score the first touchdown. I'm sure I'll get a few answers for a, a, a few people picking the same person, such as Todd Gurley. So if Todd Gurley does score the Rams' first touchdown, those people who picked Todd Gurley will then be put aside into a little selection thing. And then after that, then I'll, I will pick it random. I will have somebody else pick it, so it's not me picking. It'll be somebody who has no relation to the show picking the winner of that. Uh, and then you get... A sweet prize that I haven't decided yet, but I actually will go over um, on this week's uh, Ram Showcase Facebook Live. And if you guys want to be a part of that, uh, it's really cool. Uh, during my drive to the game this week, it's going to be just driving to a buddy's house um, just because it's prime time. Uh, during that drive, I go on Facebook Live while I'm in my truck and we just talk about the game and we we'll probably do a trivia there as well. And I'll also, again, kind of go back over these rules in this contest in particular so that uh, you guys can join in on that one, all right? Uh, That does it for the first half of the show. And on the other side, we've got fan quesos, so don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports Bowl Radio. If you have not already, make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on social media everywhere. 
That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Uh, we're going to hop into our fan cases. I wanted to do a few things here first. So first of all, I'm going to look. I have to, I have to look for this post because I, I asked all my Facebook friends uh, what what their fantasy football team name is as far as it relates to the Rams. So I, I asked and I got to be honest, there was some I was disappointed in. If I'm being real, I'm a little disappointed in some of my friends' lack of creativity because you guys are jerks. But um, I think overall, I got some some really good ones, and I'm trying to I'm trying to find the post here. All right, so here's what we got. Okay, so mine. I'll, I'll let you guys know mine first, and it's not it's not overly clever uh or classy for that that matter and um i i'm going with two girlies one cup and i think that that's a solid fantasy team name uh for sure there's uh the rastafarian rams fuck you that's a good one um a boy named sue tsunami which i actually really enjoyed uh, let me see here there's uh some some good ones here make ray america great again also had a couple of uh that's that's also mine. People saying two girlies one cup is also there. Turn your head and goff. Solid, solid pick there. Uh one of my favorites is uh the girly gates. I liked that one a lot too. Uh go go gadget girly for you. Fisher's porn stash, always a solid one. Jared Hasselgoff, that one comes from Adrian. And <laughs> yeah. The Goth of Thrones, McVeigh all the way. The Girly Gates, again, that was uh, one of my favorite ones. I might have to change my team name to that one. So just a couple ideas for you guys is all I wanted to give you. Just a, just a few, you know, just uh, – and I'd like to hear yours. If you guys think you have a funny Rams-related fantasy football team name, uh, definitely let me know because I like that stuff. We're going to get into our fan cases. This one here, this one uh, I have to publicly apologize for because I totally met, missed it completely. Um, but And that's, that's totally my bad. I think that this question still can be answered, though. So I'm still going to answer it for you, John. So John did want to know, it was about uh, about a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Well, it was last week. He wanted to know uh, if Bill Belichick was confronted with Aaron Donald's contract scenario, would he sign him or trade him? Assuming that the Donald contract would be in about the $222 million range. So I really think that Bill Belichick just would have traded him. I don't think that he would have dealt with it. I think he would have just said, like, okay, man, like, peace out. We saw kind of what he did with Jamie Collins. And, you know, Collins kind of had made, made mention that he wanted more money and he got traded to the Browns. And uh, the story goes is that... Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick went into the next team meeting and the first thing he said was, who else wants more money? And it was at that point that I had gained a whole new respect for Bill Belichick because I absolutely love that. Uh, so, so that's my, that's my answer for you, John. And also, uh, definitely a special shout out to your son, Michael. I know it was his birthday, uh, last week and I, I did not, I, well, I did forget in a way, but it's, it's never too late. And, um, definitely John, I wanted to let you know also, because I did, I did miss your question, uh, the week that it was handed to me, um, go ahead and send me a message of your address. I'm going to send you a little, a little bit of a Rams package, um, for you and your son. So, uh, you can celebrate his birthday. I know it'll be a little bit late, but I, I will have something, something for you guys. So, so send me in a message, your address, and I'll get that sent out to you. Um, I have been uh, finally settled in to from moving, and it's been a very long time, and I'm finally there. So everything uh, will is every everything's sent now. Everything's good to go. Uh, I don't have any backlogged. If you guys do think that I am missing you, then please send me a message. I don't want to forget about you guys. And I seriously, honestly, sometimes between work, school, the show, everything. Sometimes my mind just goes a little bit crazy and I don't keep enough notes. So that is my bad. Uh, let's get to the fan cases though. For this week, we got MJ starting us off. How sick is our D-line going to be this year? And okay, this is a good question because it's good because it's got a pretty fun answer and that's just super sick. This defensive line is going to be super sick this year. It's just fun to watch. And even if they're not just like sacking the quarterback every play, stuffing the crap out of some runs, anything like that, it's still going to be just really fun to watch. Who would have thought we'd ever see Nadamik and Sue and Aaron Donald play right next to each other? You add in Michael Brockers on top of that, 
Man, this defensive line is super sick. Over the top sick, man. It needs to go to the hospital with how sick it is. Uh, next one from MJ. Which backup quarterback is going to get cut once AD is off the off the exempt list thing? Uh, any, any so we keep that the quarterback for a practice or what? So uh, I think it. I, I really do think it's going to be a quarterback that gets taken off that or taken off the roster when Aaron Donald comes back. Aaron Donald is not currently counting against the fifty three. He's the fifty fourth man on the roster right now. Uh, that's because he was added to the exempt list. I was doing some research on the exempt list, and for Aaron Donald to be on it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I haven't heard a lot of reasoning uh, behind why he's been placed on that and when he can come off and if he's even eligible to play. Because, of course, uh, this this has happened before. One was Adrian Peterson when he was dealing with his court stuff. And basically what happens when you're on the exempt list is you still get paid as if you're playing, but you don't play. So I'm a little bit confused. Also, though, today with the Rams making the move with Isaiah Johnson... They now have the spot available for Aaron Donald. So we're, we're going to kind of wait and see. It's kind of a, a weird situation. But at the very least, I would say, you know, when once Brown comes back, then we're going to drop a quarterback. It's looking like it. So uh, if I had to guess, well, if I had to guess, I would say it's going to be Brandon Allen. If I got to pick, I would say Sean Mannion. So that's your answer. Uh, next one here from MJ as well. Does uh, running back John Kelly get much playing time this season i'm hoping so man because that guy's really good at football uh, i think it's going to be one of those situations and i, I didn't think that this was really going to be a thing anymore without jeff fisher but i feel like it's going to be one of those situations where he's kind of just held off a little bit and then like kind of worked in you know we know how Gurley was worked in of course that was a different situation coming off the torn acl that he suffered at at georgia but I, I think that he's going to work his way into playing a lot more by the end of the season. Uh, and I'm honestly, I'm a little bit disappointed. He's the running back, the fourth running back on the depth chart this week. I'm kind of bummed out. It's like, I really wanted to see this kid play some more. He's really fun to watch. But of course, Todd Gurley is really fun to watch as well. So I'll be okay. This next one comes from David. Score prediction for Monday night. Who catches the first pass from Goff? Ooh, so score predictions. I haven't even thought about this yet. I'm going to go... I, I do think that the Rams win this game. I By how much I'm having some trouble with. I'm going to say, though, that the Rams can take it by about 14 points. So I'm going to go ahead and I'll go... I think the Rams can put up above 30. So I'll, I'll go with... I'll go with 31 to 17. That's what my score prediction is. And who catches uh, the first pass from Goff? Let me see. I think... I might go just Todd Gurley because I feel like we might just go out of the backfield with that one or Robert Woods. I'm going to say that one of those two are the first one to catch a pass from Goff in the 2018 season, a season that hopefully will just be awesome and incredible and we get to talk about for a really long time. Uh, let's see here. Next one from Steve. Not really enjoying Serena Morales as the Rams reporter. I'm trying to, but she's just not doing it for me. What about you? I did have a few people comment to you, Steve, and say that they agreed. Um, I don't think that we've really seen who she really is yet. Uh, of course, Serena Morales is now what Danny Kleppinger was and what Casey Phillips was. But um, I kind of, yeah, I've kind of gotten a little bit of the sense of like, okay, this is not Danny. That's for sure. I think Danny seems to be everybody's favorite. I was a, I was a Casey Phillips fan. I thought she did a really good job. Uh, unfortunately for her, she got a lot of the, uh, the, the bad stuff when that basically that means uh she was not there for a lot of winning for the rams uh danny Kleppinger, though i mean we don't really know what happened to her there's the assumptions and the rumors but we don't actually know what happened to her uh serena though i think she's doing fine i, I haven't seen too much about her uh she seems a little bit more charismatic than the ones we've had in the past and maybe that's what's kind of rubbing people the wrong way uh somebody commented and said that she always looks like she's annoyed and i thought that was kind of a funny comment uh and i almost agree with it it's it's not that i like don't agree with it i just think it's kind of funny that somebody pointed that out uh, but no actually i'm gonna i'm gonna say just wait for like halfway through the season I'm, I'm sure she's just like trying to get into her groove and trying to get her feel of things so i think she serena's gonna be serena's gonna be fine she, she knows what she's doing she's smart uh, next one from Steve. I don't even know how to answer this question, Steve. And I told you that in the comments, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Whatever happened to, uh, Todd Gurley's smoking hot girlfriend? No clue. I didn't even know he was seeing anybody and 
I, I don't know. I don't pay a lot of attention to all off field stuff. In my mind, it's kind of just none of my business. I'm only talking about these guys for what they do on the field. And if they weren't on the field at some point, then I wouldn't even talk about them at all. So, uh, I have no idea. And if any of you guys know, Steve's curious. So he wants to know what happened to her. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Okay. So, uh, handpick your two favorite announcers to do Rams games. This is kind of, I feel like a little, uh, this is not totally a, uh, a correct answer or at least what you're looking for, but I'll give you your correct answer or what I think you're looking for. I honestly, I think JB Long does an absolutely amazing job doing the play-by-play for the Rams radio. I also really miss Steve Savard when they were in St. Louis. He was the voice of the Rams there. Uh, I thought he was incredible. Uh, but as far as TV announcers, normally I don't even hear the TV because I go to the bar to watch the game. Living in Colorado, it's not a lot of locally televised Rams games, so I have to go out for them. Uh, but I would say... I'm really enjoying when when Tony Romo's on the game because I just think Tony Romo's doing a great job. He's so, he's he's so goofy. I don't know. Is there something about that the way he calls the game? He just understands the game so well, and he can he just predicts things really well. He says, you know, hey, look for this play. You know, if oh they're in this formation, so look for for the quarterback to do this, and and then it happens. I think it's awesome. I think it's great that they have somebody in the booth that uh, that has that kind of insight. And then uh, always and forever, anybody who's on the Monday Night Crew is awesome. So I'm going to go with that one too. And then who are the worst announcers to listen to? Joe Buck does not even need to be mentioned. That is a given. Okay, I'll give you that one, Steve. I won't even mention Joe Buck, and I'll give you two names of guys that I don't like doing the Rams games. That's Chris Collinsworth, first of all. I think that's most people. I don't like Chris Collinsworth. I think he, he just says things without thinking about what he's doing, and he just kind of goes and has bad jokes and i gotta hand it to uh to, to jim to jim nance for dealing with him all these years and and, and continuing to deal with him uh, but my other one i uh and it's not because of how he does it's because of his voice alone and that is kenny albert his voice kind of drives me insane i have a really hard time with it um I, it's nothing against him he's a good announcer he does his he does his job really well it's just his voice i don't know what it is it's kind of nasally and just kind of a little annoying to me. The next one from Steve. If Goff goes down for the season, God forbid, can Man Onion still get us to the playoffs or is the season over? That's a really solid question, man. And um, I think what would happen is the Rams offense would change. I don't think that they would just try to do the same thing. I don't think that they would ask Mannion to do what Goff does. I think the offense would just change. Honestly, I think it would it would be more on Gurley. It'd be more short passes. It'd be more work the ball down the field. More like trying and shooting for that drive that we saw where Brandon Allen held the ball for however long, like it was like less than, it was less than five minutes to go in the, in the, uh, the third quarter and the Rams had had the ball that entire time. So I I feel like they would try to go with something a little bit more like that. Uh, But I, I wouldn't have a whole lot of confidence if Sean Mannion's on the field. Um, I'm trying not to bash him. I'm just trying to work work around my words so I'm not just talking trash about Rams players because it's not a, it's not my style. I don't want to do that. I just don't have a lot of confidence in Sean Mannion, and I, I want to believe in him. And I tried to do that this preseason, and didn't work. So hopefully Goff just doesn't go out. And if Goff doesn't go out, then the backup quarterback is irrelevant, and it doesn't even matter. You know who was. Who was the? Uh, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of a team that didn't quarterback didn't go out last year. So who was the Seahawks backup quarterback last year? Couldn't even tell you. I have no idea because it was irrelevant. So hopefully that that uh, is something that the the Rams do as well. Now, do the Raiders have a linebacker that can cover Gurley, or do they roll coverage? I think Alden Smith is is a guy that could could do some some Gurley coverage, but ultimately I think that because of this team and because I mean, the Raiders physically just do not match up straight across the board with our talent. And that's not me trying to be cocky and, and be like overly stoked on the Rams. They just don't have the personnel defensively to match up one-on-one with this with this team. You cannot have anybody on the Raiders go one-on-one with Cooks, one-on-one with Woods, one-on-one with Cup, and be able to, to, to su- have success that way. That's just not the way it's going to work. They're going to have to run a lot of zones. 
but it's it's a John Gruden team, so I you know who who knows how good this team this defense is really going to be. And I think they're going to do a good job on zones. I think Jared Goff has his work cut out for him in this game. Ultimately, though, I think that the Rams are able to move the football because the Raiders just don't have a lot of options on stopping this Rams offense. Khalil Mack was their best player on their entire team, and he's gone. And even when he was on the field last year, their defense wasn't spectacular. Uh, next one here from Steve. Uh, the Rams are tough at D-line and corners. I feel like the Raiders will attack our inside linebackers with quick, short passes over the middle. Fair assumption? Yeah, extremely fair assumption. The linebackers are the weak spot of the Rams' defense, until proven otherwise, because we we are making that assumption right now that the Rams' linebackers are the weak spot. But at the same time, we don't know, because there's a lot of unproven guys here. We got Okoronkwo, who's on the on the pup, so he's gonna he's not going to be back for a little bit. But he looks like he's going to be a solid pass rusher. Micah Kaiser really made some progress in pass coverage, so I th- I'm really liking him. And I think next year, I don't think this year, I don't think he's going to do a whole lot for the Rams this year, but I think next year he could do some damage. Um... But, and then you look at guys like Samson, Abukam, even Mark Barron. Mark Barron isn't really respected uh, across the league as, uh, you know, an awesome linebacker. So uh, I think it's fair to say that most teams are going to try to attack our linebackers, but I think we've got the speed at linebacker, and we've also got the, the heaviness of the hits from the safety position that I think we can cover over the middle and do okay while we can leave guys like Peters and Tlaib on the outside by themselves. But I do expect guys like John Johnson to be assisting the linebackers in some of their coverages uh, early on in the season, especially even Joyner. I think he's going to be in there as well. Just kind of keeping a little bit of a closer eye on on those guys and and where where their coverages are and, and who's coming into their zones. Uh, next one from Steve. I had a nightmare last week. We lost to the Raiders 0-2, to uh, and we were ridiculed for s- to sit our offensive starters. Uh, can you promise me this won't come true? At least our defense must have played good. <laughs> so uh, can I promise you that won't come true? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I'm going to go ahead and confidently say yes. The Rams are not going to lose this game 2-0. to zero. And if they do, Steve, I'll fly you out to Colorado. You can slap me in the face. Just for that, and then you can fly back. I'll pay for that too. That's that's my deal with you, Steve. You can just slap me in the face and say, "Man, you you messed up," and you can just leave after that, or you can hang out for a little bit. We can have a beer or whatever, but mainly the slapping thing because I feel I feel that confident. I'm that confident that that will not be the case in this game. But I mean, okay, so can the Rams lose this game? Yes, yes, they can. Could they start zero and one? Absolutely. Does that mean this team is not good? No, it does not. Last year, the Rams started at 1-1 one one after losing to the Redskins in Week 2. Alright, we were sitting at, what was it, 3-2 and two at one point last year? I mean, that's not very awesome. But, I did 11-5. Losing Week 1 doesn't mean you're out of it, but I would like to see a win. And I know a lot of you guys, I, I, and I kind of just, I don't have this personal connection i guess with the raiders i do know a bunch of raiders fans i live in broncos country quote unquote uh which is the the broncos main rival is the raiders so i know a lot of a lot of raiders fans but i don't have i don't hold that pure california hatred for the raiders like most of you guys do and i understand that i totally understand that i know most of you guys just want to beat the living crap out of the raiders we did that last time and hopefully it'll happen again i want to win every game i don't care about the opponent i just want to win the win the games put up any team against my Rams and I want my Rams to win but I know it gets a little dicey for uh, California v California for you guys out there Um, so trust me I I get it I get it I just don't personally hold the same California I've never even been to California so I, I can't really even if I did hold that same it would be unjustified completely unjustified if I held that same hatred I've never even been there but I do I do not like the Raiders. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Just not because they're in California or be like anything like that, or because I have to deal with too many of their fans. It's not overwhelming like the Broncos are here. Broncos fans still think that they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm just going to throw that out there. They have this weird syndrome where they think that no matter what happens, they have the best team in the league, and no matter who your team is, they suck. They're terrible. I've talked, I've tried to have conversations with Bronco fans out here and they're like, oh yeah, we're, I mean, we're going to win the West easily. I mean, Case Keenum and, you know, and it's like, okay, man. Anyway, kind of got off topic there. Last question here though from Steve. 
Goff did say he knows he holds on to the ball too long and needs to work on that. Don't know about about you, but gives me a heart attack. Do you think that we'll see improvement on this uh, Monday night and throughout the season? Yeah, I do. I think that there's a lot of things that, first of all, Goff knows he can work on and that we're also seeing that, that Goff needs to work on. Um, you know, last year I did, I did have a couple of things that I was, I was pointing out to him. One of them was holding on to the ball too long, but hearing that he sees these things too, well, first of all, it's very comforting. It's because I don't want to be the guy who's seeing all the things that these players are doing wrong and they just can't fix it. That sounds terrible. So, uh, from that standpoint, it's good, it's good to see that, that he's actually, he understands what he needs to fix and, and he's going to work on it. Uh, this year I am looking for that because I, this, this uh, offense is very timing built, which means, you know, when you snap the ball, you know that you take these steps. This player is going to be right here. That other player is going to be right there. Depending on what this guy does on the defense is where you're going to throw the ball. It's a lot of timing stuff. So I would like to see those a little bit shorter. But, you know, as long as golf is not getting hurt, I think I'm okay with it. I think I'm okay with it. That's going to do it for the fan quesos, though. Uh, that does it for the Ram Showcase here. Uh, another reminder to make sure you guys like all the Ram Showcase social media I uh, that's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. You can also like all the Sheriff Joe Bags ones at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Pretty simple to remember. Also, make sure you guys subscribe to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Make sure you guys just go on to YouTube and search it in Ram Showcase. You'll find some episodes there. You will find this video that I did record while I was talking to you guys here today about the uh, Rams and Raiders. That game, that section will be posted in video form on YouTube, and you can watch me speak with my cool Ram stuff behind me. I've been uh, redecorating my office over here, so I now like a cool little Rams backdrop. Kind of, it's got helmets behind me and stuff. So check it out. Check it out. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, that is going to do it for me, though. I am Joe Branham, but also known as Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, my thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.